Daphne had come all this way, had deceived just about everyone she knew to make it happen, and she couldn't even climb out of the dang boat onto the pier at Scorpion Anchorage. Her backpack was too heavy. How did she expect to traipse around the entire island with it? Another wave of panic shimmied down her spine, and that voice that had been haunting her since she had made her decision to return repeated its mantra, You don't know what you're doing. A flock of seagulls cried out overhead, as though they were laughing at her. She frowned at the captain as he handed over her propane canister, which had been stored on the ride over. Great, one more thing to add to her load. I'm gonna have to leave some things here, I guess, if that's okay. She squinted against the bright sun. He didn't reply, but since he didn't say no, she eased the pack down on a bench, pulled her arms free, and began the frustrating process of deciding which life-saving items she could live without. She wasn't going to give up her sleeping bag. She'd rather starve. Her new jet-boil stove was another item she couldn't do without. Plus, it was small, just a two-cup mug that attached to a small propane canister. The beef jerky, oatmeal packs, protein bars, and dried pasta mixes weren't heavy. Should she chuck some of the canned goods? Hmm, maybe she really didn't need all these beans and canned chicken. No, she could imagine Kara shaking a finger, scaling the bluffs and trudging along in the elements required protein. The portable phone chargers had to stay. How else would she capture the evidence she needed to bring this place down? What about her poetry journal? No, she couldn't live without it. It would stay in the pack. She had bought a tent large enough for two people because she couldn't stand the coffin-like feeling of a one-person tent. She could probably go without it, but it was the only place where she could ever be sure she wasn't on camera. Her hand circled around the hammer she planned to use to drive in the stakes. It was pretty darn heavy. Maybe she could use rocks instead. She handed it over to the captain. You can have this. He took the hammer without comment as she rummaged around for something else to leave behind. The captain eyed her jugs of water. There's fresh water on the campgrounds. She knew that, but what the captain didn't know was that she wasn't going to be staying on the campgrounds for long. The water is your heaviest weight, the captain said. Dump those and you'll manage better. As she was considering the captain's advice, another boat approached the harbor. Daphne nearly shrieked when she saw Dr. Hortense Gray standing among the passengers, holding onto the railing and looking out to shore, like a spider on the edge of its web. Daphne dropped to her knees and hid behind the side of the catamaran. The chances of being recognized by Dr. Gray and her staff were pretty slim. Daphne had dyed her hair blonde, and was wearing a baseball cap and sunglasses. Her brother Joey's baggy sweatshirt and jeans helped to hide her physique. Besides, no one would be looking for Daphne. No one was expecting her. She blended with the other campers and hikers just fine. But she didn't want to take any chances, especially before she'd even gotten off the boat. The captain's brows slanted together. I don't want to be seen by that woman, Daphne explained. Please don't give me away. Please? I'm on a tight schedule, miss, the captain said. All of the other passengers had already gone ashore. I'll give you fifty bucks, Daphne said. His eyes lit up. Fifty bucks?
Daphne fished in her back pocket for her wallet, nearly dropping her phone. She pulled out two twenties and a ten and handed them over, considering it money well spent. No way was she going to let this mission be spoiled before it ever began. Too much time, money, and energy had already been put into it. Fine. The captain took the cash and returned to his cockpit. Daphne listened for the other boat to pull away from the pier. Dr. Gray would be circling around to Prisoner's Harbor and docking there, which is exactly why Daphne was getting off here. Even Greg didn't know Daphne was returning to the island. When he'd called her in January, she was at first shocked, then suspicious, and finally sympathetic. She had agreed to meet him at a small cafe one Saturday afternoon, as long as she could bring Brock. It had been a week before Christmas.